0: Welcome to chapter 18 of our podcast. Today, a breakthrough. Jeff has gone through an entire week without being annoyed by anything or anyone.
1: Until just now. Um, We also take a look at some of the stranger French customs that you have to get used to if you move here.
0: And I will have the French phrase of the day.
1: It's Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Before we get going today, something for the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jeff and Julie Moved to France. There's this little, like I want to call it a Victorian-style root cellar that's on one of my drives. And it's actually, uh, the house it belongs to has just changed hands, and it's kind of just off the side of the road. And it's this little brick, you know, root cellar in the middle of a field. And there's this huge tree growing right up through it. So it's obviously been ignored for years and uh, is in no shape to house anything. But it's just beautiful. So I, I decided to pull off the road, take some pictures of this house before uh, the new owners you know, decided to cut the tree down or, or renovate it or something like that. And you know what? I'm going to include like a black and white photo because I think it's really cool. And just uh, a regular shot of this thing. Because there's this huge tree growing out of this wee tiny house. And I just thought, eh, maybe you'd like to see that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I thought so. Yep.
1: Well, you'll have to see it to believe <laughs> yeah, okay. it. Yep, okay. I haven't shown you yet. No. All right. Hey, uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about our lunch in, uh, as we call it, VSL. Because Villeneuve sur lot is just too much to say.
0: Right. Or as the GPS would say, Villeneuve sur lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
1: We've got a British woman on the uh, on the GPS, and she always calls it "Turn right, heading on I thirteen to villeneuve sur
0: <laughs> So yeah, so this this um, Bastide town is uh, is quite ancient, and it's on the Lot River, and. Mm. The Low River. River, Right. (laughs) (laughs) And a little while back, and I don't know how long ago it was, but they renovated what used to be the old marketplace. And it's turned into this beautiful glass building that's sitting on the Lot River. Um, massive and it contains uh, artisans that sell breads, their vegetables. there's a little wine shop, there's a, a fishmonger, um, fresh delicatessen meat, but there's also a, a wonderful restaurant. And we've only eaten there during the winter months where it's still too cold to, to sit outside. Because we're idiots. <laughs> so we finally were able to, to get a table and sit outside right on the, on the edge and looked over the Lot River, and it was beautiful. The food was really good, and we had a great day.
1: And then on the way back from the restaurant, heading to the car, we noticed something that we have not seen in villeneuve sur lot and that is that they have closed. There's a sort of a restaurant section of town, of the old part of town, on the wall, and they've closed the road in front of all these restaurants. And due to COVID, we didn't even see this last year the road was open for cars now it's just wall-to-wall bistro tables and people enjoying lunch and oh it was
0: it was a great sight to see they also brought in tons of massive trees to line in planters yeah Yeah. to to line that section off so that it it gives it that kind of um enclosed feeling it's 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 great it's awesome
1: I got to say, it's the first time that I have felt a sense of normalcy uh, compared to the, the last two years of COVID. It's the first time because that to me is what France is all about. France is all about eating and enjoying life. And there it was. And it was, and by the way, it was really being utilized like people have had it obviously everywhere in the world and that's how they're showing it here they're they're coming out in droves and hopefully supporting the restaurants which really need a boost now I and, and I'm not sure if that was the the way it was prior to COVID or if this is a new idea of theirs to open up this road simply for the restaurants because it was just I mean everybody was there it was fantastic it was to very see very joyous yeah, it, yeah it's a good word very good word So uh, the money pit here, (laughs) where we live, continues.
0: It's an old house. Anybody who has an old house, regardless if it's in France or wherever, is going to run into maintenance issues. It's just the way it goes.
1: Right. And we actually knew that a new pool liner was uh, in the offing. We didn't know it was going to happen so quickly. But, you know, it's roughly 10 years old, the pool, I think, in that area. 10 or 11 years old. I would say so, yep. And anyone we talk to... They say, you know, you get 10 years out of a pool liner. You're, you're pretty, because, because we've never owned a pool. I, I don't know anything about it. I know nothing about pools. So they said, yeah, 10 years is about what you get out of a pool liner. So we had to uh, bite the bullet. We actually ordered it in October so that it would be here for the spring.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it had to get warm enough so that they could install the liner, which happened over several days. And there's several steps that are involved in order to get it properly installed.
1: Yeah. And we're very happy. And here's the other thing. You know, the previous owners rented the place out, which, whatever, that's fine. But, uh... You know, this... yeah,
0: but it's a fresh start. There you go. It's that's fresh. That's a nice way to put yeah, it. N- no, no other people's stuff. There you stuff. go.
1: That's right. It's yeah. fresh, fresh start for our pool. Yes. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and it's a, a. I'm very happy. That's a lovely color. We decided to go with a gray.
1: Yeah, this was interesting, and this was your call, and I just said, yeah, you you do it. You think is right. and yeah,
0: It makes the, the water, like, very turquoise, yeah. very pristine. L- looks really nice. And we
1: opted for, like, no design between, you know, the top of the pool and the deck. You know, there's a little six or seven inches. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you see the sort of the Greek designs, like the Disneyland of pool liners, you know, Balloons and kids. and I, I, We just opted for plain. Simple. Simple. Looks nice and tidy and classy.
0: And the other thing is we never drained our pool because it doesn't – here, people don't drain no, their pool. No, you don't drain your pool. Over the, over the winter because it doesn't get You just pleasant. shock them in the spring. That's right. So it was the first time that we, you know, had to drain the pool and then refill the pool.
1: Yeah. And uh, So I'll give you a couple of before and afters on the, uh, on the Facebook page. Um, so we decided on, on today's podcast to delve into some of the stranger French customs that exist. And some of them are just cool. Others are a little weird. So we just thought, you know what, we'll, we jot down some of the ones that, uh, we experience. And then, and then we also looked up a few that are Bizarre.
0: Yeah, when but, when we, you know, when we first moved here, we had to adapt. Like there are things that, there are dos and don'ts that that don't exist in North America that do here.
1: Yeah, so. and the, the first one being, you know, how we take want you you get invited to someone's house for dinner, you automatically take a bottle of wine or two or uh, whatever and some flowers. Well, wait a minute because two, both of those things could be wrong. One of them is wrong and one of them could be wrong. And the thing that's wrong is the
0: wine. I, I I think it's because the host would consider it insulting that you think that they're not going to be providing fine wine with dinner.
1: And, you know, in Canada, so this is the difference, and I think it's a little overreach here, because in Canada, when you bring wine uh to someone's house for dinner, it's expected that that wine will not get used or get used later. It's expected that people have chosen wine for the dinner, but you're just, here you go, here's some wine. Mm-hmm. Which, but here, they take offense to it. So you can bring alcohol, but bring like, I don't know.
0: Limoncello or yeah. like do or bring, whatever.
1: Don't bring a 40, a Crown Royal, but but you know something that's maybe an after-dinner thing or a, mm-hmm. a liqueur, yep. that type of thing. Yep. But the flowers don't br- if you can bring flowers, but don't bring chrysanthemums because chry- here in France, chrysanthemums mean death. Mm. Just that's it. It means it's what you see at a funeral home, it means death. So if you come over to somebody's house with a <laughs> bottle of wine and some chrysanthemums, don't expect to eat. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Very strange. It's
0: funny. It is funny. But you know, when we've had guests over, it's been occasional, but people have brought well, wine. But
1: that's because uh, the people that we've had over, or some of them that we've had over, are from England. And it's just like Canada, where uh, that's, you know, it's, 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 it's fine. It's fine to bring wine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's
0: good. <laughs> that's good. The other thing that we noticed is um, salad. Salad is usually served before the meal in North America, and here, when we've been invited over for dinner, it is served after. Right. So that's that's very different because I think um, they consider it um, something to eat so that you digest the yeah the digestion, and then dessert is cheese.
1: Oftentimes.
0: So it's kind of it's a different order uh, of. Presenting food.
1: And when you go to a restaurant, there are sweets for dessert. But the funny thing about this, and I, I will never be able to get used to this, so they have to put up with me, but they will not typically ask you for coffee until after dessert. No, that is that's. I don't care what tradition that is. I got to have the coffee with the dessert or right after the meal if I'm having the coffee. So I'll just ask for it.
0: Well, they, they've been very accommodating. Yeah,
1: no, I, I don't. I don't think it's uncommon for people to ask for. It, but if you don't, you will. They will serve you your dessert, and when you're finished your dessert, they will ask you if you want cafe.
0: Right, and with your meal, they bring you a lovely basket of bread. Right, typically awesome bread.
1: Unbelievable, like it's always fresh.
0: There's never any butter. That's or, right. Or olive oil.
1: And you, you know what? You don't even ask. You just eat, you don't even ask. It's for it's for dipping, right? It's, That's
0: right. Yeah, it's for mopping up the sauces, and and they don't bring you any side plate.
1: There's no side plate, and oftentimes they'll just put the bread right on the table without it being in a basket. But for the most part, the bread is in the basket, Mm -hmm. but it will either... What I do is I just break off a piece of bread and then put the rest back in the basket, because it's just you and me. Fair enough. But most people just break the bread and then... On the table, it goes. There are no bread plates here. I don't think, maybe we've been to one restaurant or two restaurants where there have been bread plates.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's not common. No, not <laughs>
1: common at all. So, you know, get used to that. Oh, and I just remember the one thing. In in our area, um, you, you don't even ask for the bill. You just go to the cash register. You just go to cash, and then what table were you? I don't know, that one. And they, they have a list of your food, and they ask you usually what you had, and you go, yep, and then they check you out there. Yep. But if you're waiting for a bill,
0: uh, pull up a chair. And we've talked about this before. S- speaking of bill, there's nowhere on their machines so far, I think this is going to change, where you can add a tip for service.
1: No, they're they're trying to change it. But you know what? We typically leave some cash. Yep. If the right. service is good. Mm-hmm. If it isn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, and the whole, a lot of these customs will revolve around eating. One of them is lunch is just sacred here, and we've we've touched on this in previous chapters. But it's a two-hour deal minimum. It's it, it, and and they're not looking to flip tables. They're not looking to churn you out. It's it's understood that lunch is a two-hour thing. It's going to involve bread. It's going to involve wine. And multiple courses.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's the biggest meal of the day for the French. That's where they, you know, take their time, eat the big meal. Dinner is typically very light.
1: Salad or something.
0: Soup, something like that. Maybe that's
1: why they're so skinny
0: here. (laughs) Yeah, they're tiny. They eat so much (laughs) bread
1: and they're all just skinny.
0: (laughs) But yeah, they also walk a lot.
1: Yeah, that's true. They walk a lot, and and the other thing about this two-hour deal is everything's closed with closed, with the exception of the big, you know, bulk stores or whatever, and and uh, grocery stores, but boutiques, even little mom and pop hardware stores, they are closed from noon to two. Some reopen at one thirty, but for the most part, everything's closed between noon and two here.
0: So we've had to be very. Uh, kind of in terms of trying to figure out how to, when to do our shopping, how to do our shopping, when to, to go to the restaurant, uh, you know. And I do think that we're getting used to it. They say that you 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 start feeling like you're a French person if you uh, uh, have made peace with the two-hour window. Have made
1: peace. Well, well, no, it's a good way to put it. Uh, it doesn't. I don't even think about it anymore. You're, you're right. Yep. Like, I don't even think about it. I know that if it's 1130 and I got to go grab something, I got to get on my horse or it's two o'clock. Yep, yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, this is something that we found very interesting. I think we, we've we mentioned it, uh, but just briefly on a previous chapter. And that is that when you go to somebody's place for dinner and it may be the first or second time that, that you've, you know, associated or mixed with with those people the last thing they talk about is what you do for a living and I just found this so refreshing because in Canada or North America, hi, how you doing, what's your name, Jeff, what do you do for a living it's just like, God, you know here it's what do you do for life? Like how do you live? They don't care about what you do for, I mean, it'll we come up. What your
0: interests are yeah. you know, they want to get to know you as a person, not you as the worker.
1: That's right. It's secondary here and it's it's, it's obvious in a lot of ways that it's secondary, <laughs> but in, in general, I think it's, I find it to be a good thing because they're focusing on you and not what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yes, it'll all come up in, in due course. But it's not the first thing out of your mouth.
0: And you never talk about money. Yeah. You, that's taboo. You do not. So it's very, very interesting. So when you're having these conversations, sometimes you have to, and here's my French phrase of the day.
1: Oh, we're doing the French phrase of we the are. day. We are.
0: Sometimes you have to noyer le poisson. Noyer le poisson.
1: Well, I know that's, uh, noyer. I don't know, I don't think I know that verb, the noyer one. Is it change, or? Nope. No,
0: no, it's drown.
1: Drown? Drown the fish?
0: Drown the fish.
1: What kind of a f- expression is that?
0: It means change to- topic. Then no, why don't you just say change topics? Because it's noyer le poisson. It's, it's just, that's what it is. You know, they got a
1: thing about croissant here and we're going to find out about another one coming up with one of their weird traditions
0: uh-huh.
1: coming up well the April Fool's one oh, we're, we're right. going to get to that in a right, minute right, but you want right. okay. nois- drown the fish drown so, the fish. so uh, would, uh, let me try and use this in a sense... Well, I'm not going to use it in a sense, but but is it... So you're talking... Somebody's getting on about money or politics. That's the other thing. Uh, politics and, and religion, right in there with money in mm-hmm. terms of dinner talk, it's mm-hmm. out. It's it's not Yeah, you, you're getting in,
0: into dangerous territory, so you try to move the topic onto something else.
1: And would you actually say that? Would someone say that? Or is this just a...
0: No, it's a, it's, a, it's a trick. It's a ruse. It's like, you, let's just say you're asking me, you know, what I do for a living, and I would say, oh, you know what I did today? I went to the market, and I got this, and I got okay, that. Okay, so
1: it's not it. a phrase that, that's used, it's just, oh, I see how that person no ed the poisson. <laughs> Very
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you want to talk about the other French um, yeah, poisson sure. thing? Yeah, sure. Okay, so April Fool's is, is international, and... I've played April Fool's jokes on people. I notoriously changed the sugar with salt at the office once, and that did not go over well. Anyway, (laughs) in in France, the whole game is to try (laughs) to stick a paper fish on someone's back so that they can walk around with it. All day long, without knowing. But
1: isn't that also a Quebec thing?
0: I I seem to remember that that happened in school. I seem to remember. And
1: is there a do they is there a name for it? They, yeah,
0: they... Poisson d'Avril.
1: Oh, that's that's what they call April Fool's Day.
0: We, yes, Poisson d'Avril.
1: Huh. April first. I wonder if because I, I had a class, a French class with Veronique
0: uh-huh. on
1: April Fool's Day, and she mentioned this to me. I'm wondering if I walked out of there with one stuck on my back because she told me all about it, but I wonder if she tagged me before I left.
0: Well, I would have noticed.
1: Yeah, but you wouldn't have told me. <laughs> <laughs> true. You, you would not Very have told true. me. Oh, <laughs> well, that's really cool. Uh, my, the, my best April Fool's... Well, I did a few pretty good ones on radio. You did. But my best April Fool's gag was on my dad. So my dad had this thing. He had a car uh, he had a car a year deal with with one of the uh, local uh, car dealerships, where he he would just lease a new car every year. They'd flip it out, and and uh, they they were Fords, and and the Ford the keys were all the same. The square key, square was for the door, and round was for the trunk back then. And he would have a collection of these keys because of all these cars. And so on April Fool's Day, I switched a previous set of keys with his current set. And the family sat at that window. My dad must have spent 15 minutes trying to get into that car before he realized <laughs> that we changed the, the keys. Was it, he mad? No, he wasn't mad. He thought it was funny? He did. When it, Well, when he turned around and saw the whole family <laughs> laughing at the living room window, no, he didn't think it was funny.
0: Oh, your dad had a great sense of <laughs> humor. Yes, he did. Yeah.
1: yeah. He would have realized that it was a, a pretty good gag. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here it's just stick a fish. So you, there's no other gags. You just stick a fish on oh, someone. Oh, I'm sure
0: there are other ones, but it's called Poisson d'Avril. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's uh, it's uh, did, did we mention that it's typical for uh, dinner guests to arrive late? Like quite late? 15 to 20 minutes late?
0: I don't think we've mentioned that.
1: I'm telling you. That used to drive me crazy out in uh, in Ontario, Be- but oh. pe- because people would arrive 40 minutes, 50 minutes late, an hour late.
0: That was because we lived in the country. I know,
1: I know that. But some people were f- repeat offenders, and so we started backing the time up.
0: <laughs> That's true. Didn't we? <laughs> we did. Yeah, we when, did. When do you want
1: us for dinner? Four. Okay? Yeah, four. <laughs> okay. We'll see you then.
0: Yeah. But here it's just common courtesy to give the hosts time to get everything, you know, ready and perfect for their guests. Yeah.
1: No, I understand. Cuz we that.
0: you know, we know when we when we have people over, we're always scrambling when it's close to the time. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate when there's a little bit of a gap there.
1: But here's the here's the irony here. And and it's 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 the reversal. You can't be late for dinner at restaurants. No. They give you 10 minutes and then they you lose your reservation. You lose your table. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You may you may be it may be customary to be fifteen or twenty minutes late to a house dinner, but don't do that at a restaurant or call ahead or something.
0: Something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They do. They really frown on it because and and I think one of the main reasons is they don't flip the tables. Mm. Uh, maybe they do at dinner time, but typically you're their guest for that table for the evening or for lunch. Mm-hmm. So if you're late, you know you're potentially yeah. costing them money.
0: Yeah, it, you've got to be very courteous. Oh,
1: here's the one that. Oh boy, this one's so goofy, but it's French. Um, this is one of the weirdest customs, and it changes throughout France. And it's the kissing and the the greeting with the kissing already.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Holy! Pull up a chair. I mean, it.
0: Well, in some northern northern areas, it, it's up to five kisses.
1: Take out a room. You know. Like, rent a room already for that. no,
0: it could be a relative. That's kind of gross. So, um, but there are... And five
1: kisses isn't?
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's changed um, because of the pandemic. I don't think people are as kissy as they once were. Um, But, sure, growing up in, in, in Quebec... Uh, th- that was well. The
1: doubles fine. Th- yeah,
0: it the was doubles uh, fine. On One on each chick. side.
1: You know, that's, it's five seconds out of your life. Move on. Right. But five. Good lord. I know. That's be, insanity. It is. And uh, I mean, who can even count that high? Yeah. So you know, that's I find that a little. I think five is a little much.
0: Right. But you know, you're only kissing people that you that you know very well. Oh. Or family re- relatives. You you don't you know walk in t- and kiss a stranger. That that doesn't happen. So
1: what is the what is the greeting then? Do you is it a handshake or just hi? How uh, you no, doing? No, you say bonjour. Yeah, okay.
0: And bonjour is, is a must.
1: Well, that's the other thing, and so is au revoir. And and we found, and I just find this very refreshing. You go into a little boutique, and even if the owner is talking to somebody, you walk in, and in most cases, bonjour, and then back to the conversation.
0: Right. I just love that. Well, it, it it's very friendly. Yeah. Well, it, it acknowledges another human being. And I, uh, you know, I, I remember shopping, say in Toronto. That would never happen. No, you don't walk into a store hello. and say hello. No, <laughs> they would they would walk you out. Yeah, so like you're crazy. Yeah, and here, even when you're, you know, on a on a walkway, a pathway in the forest, or walking in the village, and you you cross someone, you say. hello bonjour
1: pretty much all the time it's yep. the
0: bonjour effect and there's a book that's been written about it and I, I think it's very lovely
1: yeah it's civilized again Yeah, yep. and and then also with au revoir like if, if you went into um, you know oftentimes you you go to these little towns and there'll be a place that sells you know prunes and honey and all that stuff and coffee you walk in they give you the bonjour and if you don't want to buy anything as you're walking out most times au revoir merci like yes. it's really nice I like that a lot
0: and one thing that's kind of connected to that because it's, it's very very gracious to say to, to say hello to someone is here. You treat someone with respect. There are two different ways to address a, a person. There's the formal way, and there's the informal way. So if you don't know the shopkeeper, you will refer to the person by vous, right? And as as you, you have a more personal relationship with people, then it it migrates to tu, tu toi. That's right. So my challenge is trying to figure out when to leave the vu. If you know someone, if you if you're getting to know someone, when to leave the vu and, and migrate to the two.
1: Well, you know what I uh, I've been told. Oh okay, yeah. So Laurent, who is the chicken man, we've yes. talked about him uh, on previous. You were chapters. there this morning. I was there this morning. And I keep saying, you know, he'll say Ça va we, oui. and I'll, I'll say eh, vous "et eh, eh, toi," "et eh, toi," because he has told me, "Oh no, Jeff, we are no longer vous, we are now tois." So, you, so he established that. Yeah, he said we're 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 friends now. So it's 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 tout toi. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, it's hard though. Like it's yep. hard. It's hard to determine when that happens because, let's just say you're getting to know the person, and for example, the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. We've been in in her shop how many times? No, a dozens, dozen, dozens. right? So, at what point does that become a two?
1: Well, does she? She'll always refer to you as a vu, won't she? She will. Yeah. See? So, and, and then because you're a client,
0: that's right. Yeah. And I think that's that relationship is more complicated. It's the same thing with the tradesmen. Even though we've we, we've seen them here almost every day for a, a period of time, it's still a Vu.
1: Yeah, in some cases. In some cases. Yeah. Yeah. But I think after a while and you're on a first-name basis with somebody, mm-hmm. I think at that point you can move it over to a two. Two. That's okay. what I think. Okay.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: Here's something you're going to find if you're, t- even if you're just visiting France with your family and all your youngins and your spawn, you will find that there are no children's menus or very few. I mean, they're
0: very rare.
1: Very rare. So, you know, you're not going to get your, uh, you know, your
0: chicken McNuggets. Yeah.
1: You're not going to get your fish fingers or whatever the heck you call them. Um, you might, you, you could get probably a plate of fries, but there are no per se uh, children's menus. The kids, they, they, they start early. Here's your wine, and oh. here's. Your
0: <laughs> well, did did you know there is no minimum age for alcohol here? What? Seriously?
1: Oh, not that's not true.
0: Uh, there is a minimum for purchasing it, but there is no minimum for drinking. Consuming
1: it. it at a restaurant.
0: I I I think that's possible. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I I I know that parents often, you know, give a little thimbleful of 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 wine to their kids at at dinner they're allowed to do that it's not illegal right it's um, not abuse or anything yeah it's illegal if they let them get completely you yeah. know s- smashed washed yeah so but yeah um that that was very interesting one of the other
1: things that i noticed and maybe i'm off on this this is just uh, anecdotal but i noticed that they really uh, go to town on maintaining the bells at the churches these churches are ancient and the bells they just echo across the valley here from we're in a really interesting spot where we can hear bells from about three different uh, villages and I just love this and I don't remember that being the case so much in Canada. Yes, there are churches that have bells I get that but here it's just everywhere and I think they take a lot of pride in maintaining the church's bells
0: I I agree but you know every every commune has a church no I know and they're like, 35,000 communes. So that's a lot of bells.
1: No, oh, that's a lot of bells. and it, But it's a beautiful sound, isn't it? I
0: like it. It's, I like just, it.
1: It's, it's just really homey. And so when you come to France, you're going to really notice that. And it's just, it I don't know, that to me, is it's one of the feels of France is all the bells. And I'm sure it's the same in Italy. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably Spain. Yep. Um, but it's just really something that you notice when you come here. Oh, this one. This is sad. I can't believe this is a tradition. You, you got to explain this. Saint Catherine. Yeah.
0: It's a, a a day that pays homage to uh, old maids, unmarried women.
1: This isn't.
0: Like, I, I don't know if it still exists. Like it, it, How can it's this be? It's more modern now, but.
1: How can this be anything but an not not so much an insult, but it's just like a remind like. Who needs to know this? So in November, this is what they say. Every year, the French celebrate, what did you call it, Saint?
0: La Sainte Catherine.
1: And I guess this Catherine was the patron saint of unmarried women.
0: Quite possibly, I don't know. And... (laughs) Poor Catherine.
1: And so to mark the day... The French give single female friends or colleagues, that's got to go over well at work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a decorative hat. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. beep,
1: beep, beep. <laughs> look who isn't married, beep, beep. Uh, often in green or yellow
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a way of saying, hey, this is for you.
0: I think the intention is to showcase that this person is single and available. So because,
1: you think the because back wants... in the day,
0: they didn't have, what are they, Tinders and those things? What? They didn't have those things. So the hat indicated this, this person was a, was on the market and available. So
1: how, what, do you just wear it for the whole month of November? No,
0: I think you wear it for the day.
1: Oh, jeez, Oh, <laughs> it just makes me want to curl up in the fetal position for these people. And and, and they say it's a it's a token of good luck. but. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's a strange one, but I'm sure that has evolved over time because, you know, there you are know, it's, 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 there are way more ways of, of letting people know that you're single these days.
1: Yeah, no, I, I – yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like saying, you know, hey, it's Big Nose Day, you know, and hey, you got a big nose. It's not quite the same. So we're going to give you a hat.
0: Well, you know, there are every, every – Culture has different customs, and these are the ones that we've been, you know, observing.
1: And and you know what? As as we observe more, we'll include them on following chapters. Um, (laughs) There you go. Uh, A a bit of a list of some of the things that we've encountered here in our almost two years of living in France. We're very excited about uh, next week, though.
0: Mm -hmm. We um, have booked um, the fast train. To Paris.
1: We've never done the train but my family recently came in on the train from Paris and said it was
0: amazing. So we drive to the train station park and then from this area we're in Paris in three and a half hours by train.
1: Which is normally an eight and a half hour drive. That's how much time this thing carves off of the uh, trip. So Mm -hmm. looking forward to that and that's what we'll be talking about on next week's show. We'll report back with all kinds of stories and of course photos for the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Jeff and Julie Move to France. That'll be on chapter 19 of our podcast. We'll see you
0: then.